Welcome along to the Wise Men Say podcast. We are back for a seventh consecutive season. This is the seventh year we've been doing that. If you still want us, we'll still keep going. Even if you don't want us, we'll probably still keep going. Yeah. So uh, thanks for having us up until now anyway. Um, we started this when we were striving for mid-table obscurity in the Premier League. We're now at a point where we're questioning if mid-table obscurity in League One is going to be the norm for Sunderland. Um, because although we, we were shafted by the by the finishing and, and by how the, the league decided to finish last season, we were still in a, in a, in a position that is far too low for a football club of this size. So what we, we say, we've gone guys? we've gone from being a club in the Premier League um, to being a, a club in a league that can't fulfil its fixtures. <laughs> so that's where we are. We don't even get fake crowd noise at our games. No, we don't. No, we don't. Um, so yeah, that's um, it's, that's a real it's a real. Uh, Eye opener, isn't it? Really, <laughs> when you when you think of it like that. But what a way to start! Well, eh? you know, start the depre- is the, the depression. The, de- the depression. Six months though of um, of nothing. Well, not nothing because we'd like asked about a bit. Well, nothing when um, it comes to Sunderland games. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice to be uh, looking ahead to a an actual like proper game of football and everything a proper one that feels a bit like a fake one is that but still fair to say don't go too far uh. <laughs> I don't know what Stephen's doing at the minute by the way <laughs> don't worry about it keep going keep seems, going. seems to be me. very stressed you should, be, well, you should listen you should be a lot behind the curtain yeah. well they, these, these are the, the disadvantages of, of, of doing this stuff from home uh, <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do a Twitter poll what is going on over Stephen's <laughs> actually yeah shoulder. all the other issues have been referenced so far so you might as well say what's happening this time we've had ice cream vans and what torrential rain was that one at one point mm, that's nature I can't I can't uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> <laughs> what it is I think you know, I'll, I'll say what it is I think um, we all forgot that uh, my daughter's supposed to be doing karate so um, <laughs> after <laughs> she, to be fair she hasn't done it for months and I've just started again so uh, it's only it's only a bloody 10 minute walk I've told her she'll have to walk right come on <laughs> what's this is that God, she's four years old <laughs> yeah it's not yeah, it's not it's, it's not my six year old daughter or my 10 week old daughter <laughs> or my eight year old it's a 12 year old fine Brilliant. right <laughs> we've got loads to get through here um, really in a, in a short space of time because we don't want to get on about it um I think we'll start with the friendlies. You can't really read much into that, so we'll get those out of the way first. Gateshead, Carlisle, Harrogate, three wins. Uh, anything people have seen from those performances that leaves them encouraged, discouraged? Can I, can I just correct you, Stephen, in that? What? You absolutely can um, analyse the friendlies to the okay, nth degree. Okay, <laughs> but, you, but as long as you prefix it with, I know we shouldn't read it too much into it because it's just a friendly, <laughs> but... And then make a massive sweeping statement about every player who's involved in it. And I'm all for that. So yeah, let's it, do it, that. Yeah. It, Extreme well, opinions, let's do it. It tends to be it tends to be the same people who say it as well. The same people yeah. will tweet like this player's played well in the friendly, he's got to start the next game, or this player's yeah. been terrible, <laughs> I'm worried about him. And then in the next breath will say, You can't really put anything on friendly performances. I have noticed that as a trend as well. But let's talk about friendlies anyway. Why not? We've uh, we've not had football, have we, for months. So Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Anything that encourages people, discourages people, 
I mean, been, is it fair to say that Will on, Grigg be, is... Be, be enthusiastic about something. Will, Will Grigg, Grigg yes. Well, okay, enthusiastic. I'm going to declare this the summer. I know it's the end of the summer, but this is going to be the summer of Grigg. He has looked really sharp in pre-season, especially the goal that he took on Saturday against Harrogate. Yep. And you tempted to say, I know it was only against Harrogate, but they're now only a division of, <laughs> division below us, which is <laughs> going back to yeah, the start of the show about our that, decline. That is, yeah, um, that is terrible. But he has looked really sharp. Good goal against Gateshead as well. Nice header. And that goal against Harrogate was the typical Grigg finish, wasn't it? And that goal could be against anybody. He was slipped in. He was slipped in on a a slight angle where he's got to try and beat the keeper with a first time finish. That that doesn't matter who you're playing against. He puts it in the bottom corner. So that's... Let's remind everyone, we've always said this, mind, and we're not reinventing history. We've always said, if you play at a Grigg strengths, he will score goals. Phil Parkinson made it clear when he come in and he started referencing Charlie White when he was talking about how to get the best out of your strikers and he was saying how White had previously scored goals for Bradford and other teams he played for. He didn't even mention Grigg. So that made it clear from the start he wasn't going to try and play to Will Grigg's strengths. We've said it on numerous occasions. His record speaks for itself. The little ball that Neil slipped into him there, that will get him scoring goals. So we need to find a way to get somebody advanced in that position up enough to do that. You kind of touched on it there, though, Stephen. That's kind of my... I'll probably expand on this at some point during the pod. Not not worry might be a bit harsh, but the worry that Grigg isn't going to be starting. He, he is going to go for Wyke before Grigg, isn't he? Like We've seen the football Parkinson players, not just here, but at other clubs in the past. And... If he's going to build the team around any one of those strikers, I think it is going to be Wyke. Personally, I would build it around Grigg. But do you not worry that maybe he's going to more than likely opt for Wyke instead? He'll definitely opt for Wyke because because the way way he sets up with those two sort of number 10s behind the striker, this is what we're talking about. It's it's almost like, will, will that work for Will Grigg? Mickey, because, Mickey's desperate yeah. to get in, but it's, I think he's, just like, he's slightly delayed, so he's like he can't get in there. Put go your on, hand Mickey. up when you want to speak, Mickey. Go next on, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. See, um, I think I don't want to go in on Parkinson with like my first comment of a new season sort of thing, but I'm going to. Um, I think it's a failure with his management, though, if he's not trying to build things around Will Grigg, because we've got an asset in Grigg that every other team in the league would be crying out for. So we've got a striker who we know can score 15, 20 goals at this level. So to persist with a striker over two seasons who I believe scored, is it nine goals so far for us? I, yeah. I, I think that's kind of a little bit of a mark against Parkinson if his sole aim of pre-season, like I said, it should have been with Jack Ross last summer to get the best out of Grigg. And Grigg's coming in the pre-season. He's performed really well against Harrogate and against Gateshead. <laughs> so like I say, he should be the man who's kind of leading us into the new season and giving us that optimism and not to get too cliche heavy, he should be like a new signing, Greg. It's, I just think when, it would when, be, when be you, interesting. Go on, sorry. So when you look at the two of them, I think, and again, it, looking at them pre-season and the difference, I think, is Greg looks like he's turned a corner in some respect. I know what you're saying, Stephen, about... Um, and I agree if you play to his strengths and all that, but there's definitely a marked improvement in um, Griggs' fitness. I mean, he looks a lot more athletic, um, I would say. Um, the difference, the comparatively, when you look at White, he looks exactly the same. Um, and I would say that I think with White, the problem you've got is 
if you're a defender and you're playing against Sunderland and you've, you're playing up against Wyke, it's I think it's too easy. So you, you know, you, he does it when the ball goes up to him. He doesn't hold it. Um, he gets he's wrong. He's always the wrong side of the defender. When you look at when the ball goes up, he's behind the defender. So it's like well, straight away he's not going to get in front and hold it. He's not really going to win a header. So straight away, once we've got the ball forward, there's no pressure released. You know, we can't we can't get into the final third and play and get bodies forward. But to be fair, um, there was well, a period where White was leading the line under Parkinson, and, yeah. we, and, and we were doing that. I agree on his hold-up play. Like, his, his first touch like is non-existent. But let's remember that patch of form we had January, February time where we like blew away Wickham, who were, I know they did get promoted. And, but they were, I think Wickham were above us in the table at the time. Obviously, we hosted Lincoln at the same time. Like, Wyke was yeah. integral at that time. And that's kind yeah. of why I can see why Parkinson might want to go with Wyke because he maybe trusts them that little bit more. Even like Bristol Rovers, he was quite good in, in that game. He's, I think with Parkinson, he has got maybe a bit of cash in the bank, so to speak. Maybe. I think it'll be, it'll be interesting but, to speak to, to Parkinson and, and, and pick his brains on. So when we, you know, when when I said he referenced White and when he, when he first came and said, right, we've looked at the way we need to get the balls into the box for White to score goals because his previous record suggests that's the kind of service he needs. And we are talking here about saying, well, if you give Will Grigg uh, the kind of service he got against Harrogate, he will score X amount of goals. So it seems obvious that you would you would you would say that was the way to go. But it'd be interesting to pick his brains and and listen to what he had to say about how he thought you would get the best out of Will Grigg and why he thinks the option of using Charlie White is better. So he might think that using this sort of system in this way, um, style of play, you might get more goals out of Gucci Maguire, for example. Uh, and that the certain way he would perceive you need to play for Will Grigg, there will be less goals spread around the team. That, that you know, That's just an, off the top of your head. Something like that must be coming into his thinking. And it would be, it would be interesting if, if, if we were to hear those reasons from him because it's not as black and white as as you always think, isn't it? But if anything, we're hoping there's a good plan B because I think you've touched on it there, Gareth. He looks, he looks in, like he's in a better place, Will Grigg, at the moment. I think there's no denying that. I think it's fair to say with um, White as well. Like you pointed out earlier, Rory, he was quite integral to the way that we played when we went on that really good mini run. And I think what's good about White is he leads the press really well. And when we were trying to kind of like pin teams in and get on the front foot against Wickham and like Lincoln, he was really good at starting that press off and his link-up play isn't actually too bad. I think if you look at our second goal that was scored against Wickham, I think he was quite big in that goal as well in terms of linking the play up. So I'm not just completely writing off Charlie White or anything like that, but I just think when you've got a striker who has the quality of Will Grigg, I think it's just an absolute waste not to try and utilise him and get the best out of him because I think I was listening to Max Power the other day on the club podcast and he says that Grigg in pre-season has kind of returned the same Will Grigg that he saw at Wigan when he was firing the goals in and that's somebody who knows Grigg inside out and someone who could actually link up with Grigg we saw that in the Bristol Rovers check a trade semi-final when he played that little ball in for him so like I say I think that although White might have the shirt as time goes on hopefully if Greg does take advantage of the opportunities that he does get and he will get opportunities because of how many games we have hopefully he can kind of force his way into being our number one striker yeah hopefully fingers crossed because uh, you do feel like you get here a lot with players when they look like new signings don't they um, Grant Ledbit is another one who apparently appears to be in a lot uh, a much better place mentally 
Um, still, I guess, the, the way Parkinson plays, um, we don't know if Grant Ledbetter has got the sort of engine that he would look for, but it'll be interesting to see if he's going to get used more this season and, and, yeah. uh, and becomes a much better asset than he than he was previously because we, we are what it is. Grant to succeed goes without saying, doesn't it? Is that like maybe the one area you look at as still being a bit light in terms of quality, yep. like centre midfield? For the last, just doesn't for the last seem ten years, Rory. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, quite. Yeah, since Jan and Vera well, and Jan Kirchhoff, yeah, well, briefly, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's about it. Um, but it's pretty much just what we had last. There's bodies there. Like there's there there are options, but I'm looking at it and just not thinking. Like, obviously, we know. Like Powers got quite a bit of quality and contributes. We did see flashes from Dobson again during that run early in 2020, but Scowen, like we barely saw anything of, and what we did was quite disappointing. Stephen, what another, you're saying? Another, another, like a new signing. Another yeah, one of those well, in yeah, that category. Well, well taken goal against Gator, actually, to be fair to him. Ledbetter, like you were saying, though, as well, Stephen, his quality's there, but does he have the engine that we'll need? And. I don't, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it, we don't even seem like correct us if I'm wrong, but we don't even seem to be getting like links with anyone who's who's going to come in and address that area. Yeah, and, and especially because it was quite. T- Mick mentioned there Max Powers interview, which was really good. I think I think we've all agreed, oh, yeah, was, said yeah, and agree on. Yeah. And um, he suggested that he changed his game and he doesn't get forward as much because because of the instructions given to him by the manager. Uh, he didn't seem to mind it. He was saying he he did like to. He did miss, though. He, it seemed like he misses getting forward and driving forward a little bit, which is something that's clearly missing from midfield. And it's interesting because I thought when Dan Neil came on against Harrogate, um, he did drive. He seemed like he was playing a little bit deeper than one of the forward positions and he was driving forward. And I thought, oh, well, maybe they aren't being instructed to sort of hang back a little bit. But then Max Powell suggested that is the case because he's mm-hmm. been asked not to drive forward. Um, and in which case, I agree with you, Rory. I'm surprised we haven't been linked with anybody because the midfielders we've got now are they are they the ones to do that? You would expect somebody taller, yeah, more athletic, more yeah. powerful. If that if that's the the kind of again for the last decade, <laughs> that's what yeah. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you touched on Dan Neil there, and obviously he can't you can't put too much pressure on him and say that he's got to be the one to be the driving yes. horse. Patrick first game. Field. But I have been really impressed in both the Gateshead game and the Harrogate game in particular because, like you say, he just it's not even that he's... Obviously, he's performed well, but it's not even his ability. It's the fact that he offers a bit of variety. And like you say, he loves to get on the ball and drive forward with it and like play them passes, which is something that we've missed because we've got kind of midfielders who... They're kind of a halfway house, aren't they? They're not like really kind of like dynamic athletes, but at the same time, they're not the best ball players in the world. But the kind of reasonable six out of ten ball players and kind of like reasonable six out of ten athletes. So I do think that in an ideal world, you would be looking, wouldn't you, to get kind of like bodies in? But hopefully, Dan Neil, if he's used in the right way, he can be a bit of a like a surprise option this season, and it's been good to see him come through because our under twenty three players have taken a lot of flack, quite rightly, but. It looks like he could be like a really good option for us going forward. Does anyone just sort of worry about depth in general, though? Like yeah. right back, it's it's all nine and Conor McLaughlin. Like that's not being addressed. Hume is our own seems to be our own. again. Sorry, correct us if I'm wrong, but Hume seems to be our 
only left back option. I don't know if Feeney can cover either full back position, but I'm under the impression he's coming in as a centre half. We know Flanagan left... can fill in there now and again, yeah. but it's just it's players filling diamond, in, isn't it? it? It's this not is actual it. a specialist coming in for that position. Nail on the head, Robbie. That was why at the start of pre-season I was actually really encouraged to see us being linked with um, Garbutt and Mitchell. I don't know a huge amount about either player, but at least, like you say, the specialists in the positions, and that's what you want. You want specialists who can slot in, and I suspect that's why Tom Flanagan's been retained ahead of Ozturk, for example, because he can offer you that versatility. Yeah, I think he, yeah. Can, he can fill in anywhere across the back four. But like I say, I don't want five out of ten players who can fill in anywhere. I want players who are maybe seven out of ten for this level, and that's how you get promoted with quality throughout your team. Definitely. So I do share your concerns that we are a bit kind of like almost bitty throughout the team. I think Hume needs some help. Um, you know, he, he can have bad spells and it's only natural for a player of his age you know he had his first full season last year so he was just getting sometimes he was getting a little looked a little bit overawed um, by you know when things when the pressure was on a little bit um, so definitely I think if we're going to have to if we had to pick one strength in one area um, you know across the back I know that is a Jamali's coming in apparently um that will be ha- happening in the next sort of 48 hours or something apparently so um, I mean he, he looked quite decent in that Gateshead game mind to be fair he looked quite physically imposing um, can he hear this chainsaw go off in the back <laughs> <laughs> oh no damn this me is, this this is literally I've I've been pra- in, staying in my kitchen and garden in lockdown the whole time and I have never ever 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 heard that sound I thought the motorbike at first. It's I can't hear it, but I hope, I hope it's being picked up on your mic. I really it will be. It's too loud, not a B. It sounds like a motorbike. I can't hear it. It sounds like a motorbike, but it's it's um well it's definitely gonna pick up a microphone, I'm telling you that's oh, great. It's I'm either a petrol lawnmower then. or some sort of super, super strimmer that somebody used and it's more like a chainsaw. And I've, like honestly, the two years I've been living here, that sound has never come out from the back of my garden and they've waited until I'm sitting here. Recording this podcast, recording audio gold, unbelievable, unbelievable. Sorry, guys, I cut you, I cut you off there. But the thing is, the listener will have picked this up while you were talking there, so I felt like I had to address it straight. (laughs) Actually, I changed my mind. I hope it doesn't get picked up now. (laughs) It just sounds like you've had a breakdown. (laughs) It seems to have stopped. But you talk about centre half there, Gareth. If the new player who we're going to have nightmares trying to pronounce his name comes in, Uh, I think it's centre half. It's centre half. We actually look quite decent. Like I'm not worried about that at all. Like in terms of maybe get on the goalkeepers in a bit, but the centre backs, I think, pretty strong there. Yeah, and Mm. Parkinson builds his team around that and. Mm There's nothing wrong that with that, you know, Sam Allardyce did that and Gus Poyer did that, but I guess it's just a, a bit depressing when you're in League One and you're <laughs> yeah. the size of Sunderland that you're saying, let's build from the back. Because, you know, you, 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 are we in danger of, of accepting where we are, which sounds arrogant because we are where we are, but I don't, I don't. It, 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 it's of my opinion that we should never accept it and it's not sustainable and we're not, it's not good enough. And, and part of that, drives you to expect or want swashbuckler football and of course you know that that doesn't necessarily work but that is just a reminder of where we are isn't it that we're talking about we're looking good at the back we're looking solid and then we'll build from there for all for all being critical of of parkinson you know on multiple occasions for multiple reasons 
You have to say, Willis has a role in an attacking sense. Yeah. And that's unusual. I mean, obviously, Sheffield United are the kind of the, the blueprint, I guess, for that overlapping centre back from the back three, who's, you know, someone who's going to break, you know, forward as the extra man. And Willis has been, was excellent at that um, at times last season. Flanagan was starting to do it a little bit towards the end of the season. So loves a maraud, does Flanagan? Yeah, exactly. So it does. You know, we are. I know what you're saying, and this is going to be a controversial comment, but I don't think that under Parkinson, yes, it can be direct at times, but I don't feel as though we've been a overtly defensive team. Oh, definitely like not. I, I especially do, at I home. I do feel like yeah, we have we have been aggressive. Yeah, I think you know, we, like I we think I got... think we were initially. I, th- I think when that... oh, five, yeah, five, five, oh, 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 second yeah. game. To be fair. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I that think, that, was think... a, that was a that was a that was one in that that. T- let's just for, try and forget about the 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 two three months between you know before um, we went to Doncaster because that was that was terrible, Stephen. You're right, and obviously mm. bringing like. Lawrence de Bock on against Bolton on Boxing Day will be one of the worst substitutions <laughs> of all time. Um, but and, and also Gillingham af- as well, which was the worst yeah, game of football we've possibly was ever been involved in. Actually, but after but after that, we were definitely uh, and we scored some good goals in those in, and we 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 ripped teams. Some teams we ripped apart, like Rory's mentioned earlier. And obviously Rochdale was another one where we were just 3-0 up after about 20 minutes and that was it, game over. Um, and we've, you know, we've, we've scored some good goals um, and we have been aggressive and got on the front foot. Yeah. Um, so when it's all working, it's, it's, it's fine. But I think like listening to that, uh, the D3, D4 podcast, which is worth a listen to season preview that they did, Um you know, where they had us finishing. Can we talk about that? Because then it spoils it if you haven't heard it. But I would say their prediction for our league position is more than fair, um, which was basically the playoffs. Um, yeah, that's that's kind of, well, maybe jumping ahead, but that's kind of what I'm feeling for us. Yeah. Because even though there's not that much depth, we did show last season that we've got enough quality in there, most of which has stayed with the side to be able to overrow teams at times. Maybe the fans not being in the stadium could play into that because, you know, the atmosphere when we played Wickham and Lincoln, I definitely think it got to some of the opposition That's players. That's because some people have the opposite opinion of that. Yeah, and, and I know. I've, sp- I've spoken to plenty of people who say that it'll help the players because the... the, the they can't handle the pressure. I think. Of the crowd. I think maybe it has in the past, but I think this in League One, the players seem to have loved the crowds. Like for for a lot of them, they've not really had this. Like Max Power kind of alluded to that on the on the club podcast you mentioned earlier, Mickey. I think you know for these players who are quite hungry and know they're not probably going to get to play in front of a, a home crowd that big in a stadium like that. I think. To their credit, like fair enough, it's not gone well at times because we're still in this division, but they seem to have relished it a lot of a lot of the time. I think. I think. I think. Yeah. I think it was Chris Wilder who there was a Premier League manager who got asked that question when Premier League football returned, and um, <clears throat> he put it as bluntly as as you would expect. And I, but I thought it was a perfect answer. And and the interviewer said, you know, 
you think it helps or hinders the players not not having a crowd because can, they can either relax more or can get G'd on by a crowd? And he just said, players are human beings, mate. They all have personality. Some like it, some don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you look at someone like Chris <laughs> Maguire, like he will, I think he would much prefer to have fans in there than oh, not. Yeah. And that could be someone out who behind closed doors maybe could affect in a negative way. Probably won't because he's, he, you know, he he's looked, a pro. He looked good and he looked, he looked, he's another one who's looked Look sharp. He had a, he, he had a bad he had a bad game against um, Harrogate in, on the on the ball, but generally he's looked <coughs> fit. You know, like that, and that's a positive. I mean, you're looking around at the rest of the league, and I think it's fair to say that I would say the favourites for this year, based on everything, is probably Oxford. I would say probably win the league. Um, Peterborough as well. Do you know what it is with Peterborough? I'm going to adopt the the Keeling approach, and I'm going to write someone off, <laughs> um, and I'm going to write off Johnson Clark Harris. Really? Yeah, I'm writing them off. See, he's the one who was at Bristol Rovers last season. Well, he was. Yeah. So he's, he's the one who yeah. essentially ended our promotion hopes. Yes. 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 Yeah. So can I just? Yes. And Mikel Mandron. He's, right. Fair. So he's looked. He's looked. So he's looked tidy, and when we've seen him, to be fair, but at the same time. When he scored against us for Coventry um, in that first season, that was his first goal in 27 games, I think it was. Um, now, yeah, he's had a good time at Bristol Rovers. I think he scored about 13, 14 goals, something like that. But, you know, he's not... Tony's at a level above him, like quite literally now, because he's gone to a team who are chasing... It would have been hard for them promotion. to get a replacement of the same quality, oh, you're, though. You're right, and they've always seemed to have like a barrel load of forwards. But I would say with Peterborough this time... I mean, they always seem to win the first 10 games 7-0 and then don't win for four months and then win the last 10 games 7-0. So, um, and then suck Darren Ferguson and reappoint them. And then suck Darren Ferguson, <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. So, um, yeah. I, I, I'm not saying... I, In two years' be, time, it'll be like, Darren Ferguson has returned to Peter before he's ninth, yes. <laughs> ninth spell as uh, yeah. Peter manager. Yeah, he'll... he'll, he'll I'm not saying they're going to, they'll definitely be in and around it, but at the same time, I'm just... They've got Dembele, I think it is, and I can't remember the name of the other lad. Um, obviously, but they've lost Madison, they lost Smodix, who they had on loan, Tony's gone. Um, they had Godden, who, the season before, who left and went to Coventry, and obviously got promoted last season. So they've always seemed to have this battery of good forwards, but I just I just feel as though of the last three years, based on my limited knowledge of this level of football, I would say that the front three, although it looks good, doesn't look as important as the previous two seasons that we've been in this division. So, well, they have lost like, Marcus Madison as well, who we've been saying, reminded of saying, thousands yeah. of times is the answer to everyone's God well number ten issues. And well for still him, at that club at time of recording, begging. Begging on Twitter for a club, I mean, like literally, I mean that's that is, I mean, it, really? you know, it, it, that is a bit, that is a bit surprising. Still, he, he, he did, he did move up the championship. I'm not saying, I, I'm not saying I would, I would bring him. Hey, I don't think he's, he's, he's more of the same. What we, we don't need in, in some way. We've already said the, 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 well, the kind of players we you, need. It, I mean, it you, what it, it could you not cost. play him? Could you not play him? Be like, 
You could you could you could you could get him into the team. It'd be one of Go- it'd be Gooch McGuire yeah. or him. It'll be it'll be one of those. Well, or, or Brian as well. Like that's yeah. probably he's probably the being Brian brought into a similarish job. You, you, we're all assuming O'Brien and, and when he's been playing the friendlies, is would back it up that he's going to play in one of the wide positions, which is where he played for Millwall. And yet, when you know uh, the interviews he's been given, he, he said, "I've come to play up front." And I told the manager that when I signed, there's been no sign of that. That's an interesting one. That to see if that develops. Well, uh, that like way. like Mickey was saying earlier, he could well get a look in there. Time rec- look does look like Danny Graham's going to come in, but if if he does, then we've only got four senior forwards, so there's a good chance that he will. But I think if you remember how we were playing in that period where we had really good form, the likes of Maguire especially were playing wide but they were getting inside quite often and they were given a lot of freedom because of what we were saying about the midfield early because they do sit back that bit more gives them an opportunity to sort of drift into the middle and have that little bit of extra freedom so maybe he'll be used in in that sort of role perhaps I'd be surprised if he didn't get picked up by somebody I think there are a lot of clubs who are just going to wait with with the wage cap and stuff now as well aren't they they're going to because it's Madison, Madison. On, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. They're gonna just, they're just gonna have a look, aren't they? Um, I mean, we, we we were gonna talk about that later. We might as well continue now about expectations for the season. Then, um, do you want to do we, a break and then do we, it? We've all. Do you want to do a break? We've got other we stuff as well. Do, yeah, go on. Do we'll, we'll do a break now then, because we. Got, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna um, touch on a couple of other things as well. We'll do that now then. Have a break. 
Uh, Newcastle, unfortunately, are represented as well. And then there's like Glasgow uh, and other teams like that. So get yourself out. Or out, get yourself out. Get yourself out if you want. Um, but get yourself get over a, to the website. Get a t-shirt. You can get yourself yeah. out. They sell the gear in Port Independent in Sunderland City Centre. Yeah, yeah they do. Yeah. Yeah. Get yourself and, some uh, beers while you're there. Stick stick a mask on because they're selling masks as well. And then um, and go and check it out uh, <laughs> from the terraces. Uh, follow them on Twitter. Listen to the podcast. I was going to say they've got a great podcast pod- as well. <laughs> That's what I've heard. At Terrace's podcast around. on Twitter, if you want to hear more ridiculous go. predictions, um, more writings off, more best yeah. Actually, next week we're going to do a prediction special, so lots of writing off, lots of best evers, and lots of probably being proved wrong as well. But if no one Definitely. who, if you listen to Wise Men Say, it's usually me and Matthew Keelan who you'll recognise. Um, you can follow us at Terrace's podcast. We've done 11 episodes so far. Go go back and listen to them all, to be honest, back to back. Don't even give yourself, you won't want to give yourself a break. They're that good. Um, and yeah, just very <laughs> cover down, football Rory. generally. So if you, if you need a break from the misery of Sunderland, we can give you a bit of levity <laughs> from that. Yeah, it's definitely a light-hearted look at the world of football um, right so from the terraces get yourself over polos t-shirts all that kind of stuff match day attire coats um, and you can get a 10% discount Mickey Loft by using what code WMS10 there you go um, WMS10 the creativity behind that is is a sensation well. <laughs> that's right. ideal it's a perfect code of course it is Just what it says in the tin do that and you get your 10% off and make sure you're ready for when football returns, especially for when football in October returns. So, yeah. Especially if you're a scab like Stephen and Matthew who've still got the season tickets. <laughs> right. <laughs> Alienating some of the listeners there, Gareth. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's just a joke, you know. <laughs> I wish I was going. I'm, I'm, I would have... have well, yes, I mean, I would have definitely absolutely um, renewed my season ticket, um, but obviously because we didn't know if we were going to all be dead or not, um, it, I didn't. Um, but now it seems as though we might not. Surely if you were going to be, be dead, dead, you might as well just renew it anyway, though. Well, it's not like you would have needed the money. Wanna, don't want to pass on the, the debt, that's poor admin, Rory. Uh, yeah. Well, no, you just buy it, out, buy it outright, you don't do the direct debit in that case. <laughs> that would be even terrible, that's a terrible idea. We spend the money on something else pre-death. Yeah, like spend some nice, fancy, some fancy beers, some nice cans, like that. Exactly, exactly. Fair enough. Good awesome point. From the terraces, merchandise. Awesome from right. the terraces. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I know, but I, I, that's how much use am I going to get out of that? And that's going to be buried in it. Then <laughs> from the terraces. You can yeah, 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 yeah. a really casual coffin. A coffin there yeah. someone can have a fight with. <laughs> a coffin with attitude. Yeah. 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 That'd a coffin good. with attitude, great. Yeah. <laughs> right, ex season expectations, everybody. We we we've just touched on the fact there that um the first of the two uh, league podcasts, uh, law division podcasts that float around have done their season predictions. Um, last season they both predicted us to go up in second behind Portsmouth Portsmouth have been relegated to third this year um, and then we just scrape in the playoffs according to them I think none of us were surprised when we heard that um, but we should have higher expectations so what are people hoping for this not hoping for yeah what are people hoping for what are people expecting we have to get promoted don't we yeah has to be the goal for as long as you're in this division you have to get promoted of course it's good or relegators, we, then you, know, you get out of the division either way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, if you 
if you want to do something that's initially depressing but funny later, relegation would be the way to go. Well, initially depressing but funny later should be on yeah. instead of like <laughs> that should be instead of um, Conceito Excelente, yeah. that should yeah. be on the club badge. Yeah. I, um, it's interesting that loads of, of, of us have assumed that Wigan are going to come down and win the league and and the uh, they all predicted to finish bottom on the podcast. Um, so probably by people who've done the research a little bit more than us. And what was the reasoning behind behind that? Apparently they've got about six players left. Ah, okay, that'll do it then. <laughs> oh, we've got seven, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Second bottom for us. Fair, got... Charlton had like ten players or something and on the first game of the season, didn't they, when we played them and then um, they were back in the playoff final. Yeah, so. there it is. I've heard that like... <laughs> Yeah, like nice. didn't couldn't like Charlton actually barely fill their bench? Yeah, they didn't season. have a full bench against and then us. For beat the first us in game. the playoff final. Yeah, Fantastic. So, but yeah. you're right, Gareth. Like it has to obviously be promotion is what you want. But I think sixth. Looking at the squad at the minute, if we could maybe address, get some more depth at fullback and a bit more of a sort of a midfielder who'll address some of those issues we were talking about before, then I'd be much more confident of pushing for the automatic places. But without that, because we do have we, we, we do have a good first eleven. We have a first eleven that if you could play that every week could arguably win your prom- automatic promotion, yeah. but that's not the reality. Oh, we, we, you do need depth in this division as as we've seen. Without that depth and we did see how the players just before the pandemic fully hit the players were looking knackered under Parkinson he didn't actually rotate very much he's going to have to do more of that to keep players fresh without that I can't see us finishing even third fourth I think sixth is is about is about spot on does anyone think we're in danger of maybe slightly overrating other teams in the division because we kind of see like any signing that other teams make, we kind of go, oh, they're getting bodies in, they're automatically a good signing. But do you not think for? Well, actually, I think I think you'll find that I've written off. Um, um, <laughs> True. Clark Harris, nah, you're, so. you're a sage, well, Gareth. That's just you know a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but but I think you're right. I think you're right, Mick. I think people give this league far too much credit. We, they've got to remember what we watch week in and week out. Yeah, and yeah. it's not. And good. we saw how much it's weaker it was last season, and with things like the salary cap and you know other factors like that maybe it is going to be even weaker this season so it's certainly not I don't think it's stronger than it was last season is it? No and I don't think so and and like you say there if, if, if Oxford are the team that a lot of people seem to be tipping I mean we could, took four points off Oxford last season and, and you know are they that good? They're, they're, they're decent I watched Oxford at St James Park last season they're a decent team but they're not they're not a team I'd be Really, really concerning myself over, yeah, and thinking that, that, we can't take anything from them. I think another. But that's it. We did. We didn't win for two months last season. That's that's the problem. We do things like that, <laughs> and then you know, and then don't, they don't. What about the newly so, promoted teams coming up? Is there anything sort of around? Because you do see that in League One, where they don't necessarily go straight up, but they do make pretty quick impact sometimes oh, any of them that, I thought Northampton that, looked handy uh, in the playoffs to be fair to them that Swindon lot are just slugs <laughs> very I good Swind- Swindon and Plymouth I think are the, are the two that some people fancy right. to do well because Sw- Swindon uh, uh, Plymouth had um, 
a lot of the Bury players that got promoted the season before that and right. that because they, they, they took Bury's manager when they went out of business and, and he went and just signed all their best players mm. from a side that was already freshly relegated from from League One mm. so you know based on that you'd think they might have a make a decent go of it and any team that wins a league like Swindon you, know, you, you think it should be alright but I'm not going to profess to know lords about that and it just comes back to the point where I just think if Oxford and Portsmouth and Peterborough are the cream of the crop, there's there's nothing to say we can't break into that at all. Yeah, who Portsmouth signed? Because even then, last season, they didn't look much cop, really, did they? It just seems to be Ron Curtis all the time. <laughs> doing everything for them, doesn't it? Well, didn't they? Um, they sold, um, sold Ollie Hawkins to... Um, Ipswich yeah right and Burgess left as well because didn't he go abroad he went to like some like Belgian second division side or something really random like that but I'm I'm pretty sure he's left as well did you see the goals they conceded um, yes last Saturday (laughs) incredible (laughs) they were sensational against Stevenage they got the sneak thrown penalties didn't they but if you haven't already just google that and go and have a look at the and 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 that's what I'm talking about and that is like you know a side higher than League One would not concede goals like that unless you're Sunderland um, <laughs> in the Premier League. And that just reminds you that it's not... We, we, again, we're just falling into this this trap of maybe overplaying our opposition a little bit. Come on, let's stick our chests out. I've already, I've already from the start of the show, put my uh, prediction up from sixth to second... Steven's totally frozen Steve, for me. Steven's gone. Oh, there he is. He's back. Oh, he's back. He'll no, still be talking on his uh, thing. That'd be funny. I kept speaking on my look. thing, so I've got no, I, I have no idea what time I cut off. We we thought you went to uh, deal yeah, with the chainsaw well. man, maybe. Or go to buy an ice cream, actually. <laughs> so, the van turned up, maybe. They've signed yeah. um, Sean Raggett from Norwich. Oh, okay. I think he was at Lincoln. He was, yeah, um, when and I think when they beat um, Burnley, didn't he score a couple of years back? Yeah, and I th- and I think they've and they've signed someone called Cameron Pring on loan from Bristol uh, City, left back. Um, so that looks like it in terms. But of there's parties, no, yeah, yeah, I think I think it's a really good lost, point lost, that there's just Christian, yeah. yeah. Burgess went to Belgium to the Proximus yeah, League correct. in Belgium. <laughs> Pittman, Pittman's still available, lads. Let's get him. Oh, great, well, get him in. They had Sean Raggett on loan last season, so they've just re-signed him, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, well, you, when, you, when, you, when you're going Cameron through that, Tringon, so they've re-signed him. When you're going through that, Gareth, and obviously you know they've got like your other typical League One jobbers still there, such as um, John Marquis as well, of course. There's nothing, and they probably are looking at us and saying the same. To be fair, like there's nothing to particularly massively fear there, but just it shows how open it is, and like for all that, I do still think we will finish sixth just because of our our strength in depth isn't there. You know, we're, we're a Luke O'Nine injury away from Conor McLaughlin playing. And we're a Denver Hume injury away from not having an actual left back. So the depth is a worry, but if we can stay relatively fit and add a few bodies, I think that does open things up for us. I think he'd bring a few in. He's, he suggested he's going to. I'd be amazed if he didn't bring a left back in to cover 
amazed. I've not brought any um, loan deals in yet. Like, how does that work least. in regards to the to the salary cap? I don't know. I mean, I could, sorry, I keep I mean, dropping well, out. Um, the whole the whole things, um, you know, it's a bit difficult to understand, isn't it? Really. Oh yeah, totally. But I just. Yeah, yeah, that is where you need a finance. But it's, it's, I'm just surprised we've not utilised the loan market at all. Maybe later in the window, because the window doesn't close till early October, is it? Yeah. So that's when you might see that the start. The champ- waiting for the pick of the championship players again. Well, yeah, yet again, yet again. Give me, come on, so give me solid predictions. We've kind, of, we've kind of avo- avoided... Avoided the question here. Where do people where do people think we're going to finish? And you can you can throw in a little bit of blind optimism if you want, because we're, we're Sunderland. It'll be you know we're saying we need to puff our chests out and 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 say that we're too good for this league. So factor that in. Where 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 do people think we're going to finish? Give me a position. I'm sticking with sixth. Then with what I said before, sixth. But a couple of signings we can push for automatic. But for now, sixth. Mickey? Fourth. Mickey? Fourth. Is that it? No explanation, just fourth? Well, All right, I, okay. I, I, good, I, I, good, I, good podcasting, <laughs> good broadcasting. I, I think, <laughs> I think you, as you say, your expectation's got to be win the league. There's no other kind of acceptable position we can finish, but just factoring in other things like we've talked about, like a lack of strength in depth, I do think that we're not quite good enough for automatic promotion, but it would be an absolute travesty if we don't finish in the top six. Gareth, I'm going for fifth. I mean, we we could we could finish in the top two. There's no reason why, on paper, based on what else is in the league, that we couldn't finish in that top two. But the problem is, we, you know, we we shoot ourselves in the foot far too often, and the looking around, going, yeah, the the rest of the league doesn't seem to have really strengthened at all generally um, but you just we haven't either like you say so it's just a funny one really I mean it's going to be an odd season um, I mean got to remember that at the end of last year you know only three po- yeah we had a get the others had a game in hand but only three points off second when the season ended and there was still plenty of football left to play so we could you know we could finish in that top two but we just need if we're going to do that, we need to make sure that we, you know, we start well and we lay lay a marker down, you know, and when when the obviously we we're supposed to be previewing that whole game, which we haven't even discussed, but um or previewing the start of the season, I guess. But you know, when when the when the you know the the prop the proper league football starts, you know, we've got that first three games. We've got Pete we're in Oxford or something in the first three. I can't. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I'll get them up. Um, I yeah, was... I think Oxford. Oxford's our second home game, isn't it? Yeah, I th- think we've got uh, it's either Portsmouth or Peterborough early doors. We've got Oxford, so um, we're going to have to, you know, really lay that market down and get positive <clears throat> results from those games. Um, and you know, yeah. So we've got Bristol Rovers. Um, Oxford, Peterborough, and Charlton, and then Blackpool as our first um, league games. 
So we really need to, you know, I would say from those games, from those first five yeah, games, we, we might know a lot, we might know a lot, might minimum, we have the first few minimum games, ten, minimum, the team minimum ten points. So from those five, I would say, I think. I think it's going to be third or fourth for Sunderland as well, probably third. If I've asked you to put a number on it, I'm going to be optimistic and go for third. But, um, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's going to be the usual suspects in Oxford, Peterborough, Portsmouth, isn't it? Yeah. Um, be interesting to see how we pitch to. Right, we'll start to make a look at wrapping things up. But Hull, we, we, there's been a suggestion from Phil Parkinson today that, um, that uh, he will... Of, is it, did he say he was going to give some youngsters a chance, or did he say it was, that was, no, that was, that was effective against, um, of the first game? Yeah, sorry, yes, it was a Villa game. game. So, yeah, um, get myself tangled up there. He said this game was going to be an indicator, didn't he? Or he hinted that it was going to be an indicator of the first game of the season for the start of eleven. Do we do we expect many surprises, if any? Not really. No. In terms of team selection, <laughs> probably going to be white up front, like we were saying earlier. Um, Maguire guess, and Gooch, the two tens. Yeah, yeah. I'll it down if you want to. Uh, come on, then. Be, come on, this then. is what it would be: Burge, Willis, Wright, Flanagan, or Nine Hume, Power, Scorn, Maguire, White, and Gooch. I think that would be the eleven. Mm-hmm. Who so, did you say for the back three? Sorry, um, Willis, Wright, and Flanagan. Be just yeah. because uh, obviously Jamali hasn't uh, completed his deal yet, so. Yeah, now I don't know. And there's a bit of there's already an understanding there as well. Um, we've not yeah. really talked about the goalkeepers actually. Is anyone not maybe a bit like worried there? Maybe no, don't. That... careful, Rory. Careful. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh you'll god, yeah. You'll get lynched for this. To- yeah, toxic. Yeah, yeah. Toxic. We, just like, we would just like to clarify that we are fully behind Remy Matthews as a goalkeeper, and that a joke tweet on a Saturday night was not. Meant to be taken. I don't think it was on so a Saturday night. Seriously, afternoon was it midweek? That it was, was during. It, well, it was yeah. during the game. The Tuesday played, afternoon. Um, oh, yeah, Tuesday, Tuesday afternoon. Do you know what? I was on holiday. And I was drinking, so I'm just associated <laughs> with a Saturday night. So it was Saturday night where where you were. Yeah, right. Saturday night. The whole week was Saturday night for me. But like, to be fair, I don't know a lot about Matthews, and obviously that mistake does raise alarm bells. But like I've not really seen much. I think Burge. Yeah. I think Burge will start. I think Burge will start. <laughs> Which it's me. not that. That I, I just don't feel like we've got the, at least an equivalent of McLaughlin. McLaughlin was really, really dependable. Like in in all areas as a goalkeeper, I felt Burge. I'm not sure he does that. Matthews maybe, but I, I agree, Stephen. I think Burge is going to start. I don't know. I'm a bit. I am a bit. Skeptical on well, that. It's front. concerned because we, we we've seen what goalkeepers how they can shape yeah. your season. I think what because we saw that when we got re- when we got relegated because of goalkeepers yeah. from the championship. Let's be frank. In previous seasons to that, we've probably stayed up because we've had good goalkeepers, yeah. so it can make a massive difference. So what worries me about Matthews is a little bit, a little bit. Sorry, like can you remember when Partson first came in and we all made a comment that he's been getting beat every week for two years. Yeah. So Remy Matthews, he's come in off the back of kind of two out of his last three seasons. He's been under the cost for a lot of games. He's made some, by all accounts, he's kept them in games, but he's also made like quite a few mistakes because of the amount of shots that he's faced. So I think it might be a case of if he makes a couple of mistakes early doors, his confidence might be shot. Now, I don't think it's ideal bringing in a goalkeeper whose confidence might not be through the roof anywhere when he's coming to a club, rightly, well, obviously quite rightly, with big expectations. Mm. Yeah, that's 
that that that's a concern. But you know, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. We've only seen them a couple of times. Um, we've only seen them a couple of times on the on the stream, haven't we? So, yeah. Sorry, I've I've made us end on a negative note there, haven't I? By bringing no, that up, no, that's not good. No, no. I think uh, yeah, Hull seem to be in a worse position than us, don't they? Um, I just, I just think um, so. So, what's everyone's views then with um, these two games coming up in the cups being a bit of an extension of the pre-season? Do you think that it's going to benefit us? I think they need. I, I think they need to treat it like the first game of the league season. I absolutely agree because it's all very well saying, "Oh well, it's like fitness and all that," and we're getting like the side it together. But if we lose them two games, I arguably think the pressure might already be on Parkinson, particularly if you're already of a kind of anti-Parkinson disposition. Do you think people yeah. not being at games might actually help on that though? Because that like put, doesn't put it in the mind as much. Maybe true, if it's true. and you 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 get people, you would get less people going to a league cup game and uh, check a trade game anyway. So you're probably going to get less people paying attention to them. I bet there's quite a few people who maybe think like at least one of them is a friendly. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I think oh, that yeah. there doesn't seem to be much anticipation as we're two days away from these games so I agree you treat them seriously and you put everything you can into it because you want to start hitting a stride and get on the front foot straight away but unless we got like absolutely annihilated I wouldn't be too worried if we got negative results in those maybe in the maybe in the Villa one I guess that's slightly different I'd I'd be I'd be concerned if we if we were terrible against Hull because this is a side who's come down if we were, if we were th- awful, with, with, yeah. with such a thumping momentum as well, it's not like they're in a good place. Or like when we got relegated, and then some new owners come in, you know, whether and 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 lifted everybody's spirits and enthusiasm. I mean, we're not getting the hell that went, but you know, they, they don't even have that, and they don't even, you know, they don't. There's there's no feel good factor there whatsoever, and. Yeah. Um, they they come in here. They really are a team. We should be trying to assert that game from the start, because they're side who, yeah, you know, they, they could be anywhere from automatic to the bottom. Who knows? It's hard to judge sometimes. But they're a team we should be asserting ourselves over and brushing them to one side if possible, in my opinion. And I'll be very worried if we didn't win the game on Saturday. Did, were you? Aware? I wasn't aware of this until I've just looked now because I was curious. But were you aware that the first four, the first four rounds of the League Cup are all to be played in September. No, no, no. So the first round is the fifth of September, obviously. Second round is the fifteenth to the sixteenth. Round three, the twenty second, twenty third, and round four, the twenty ninth, thirtieth of September. Wow! So it's every it's every midweek. Because I was wondering, I wonder why there's no midweek games. We're going to be um, spending thousands on streaming passes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So yeah, someone gets a fire stick. There's four. There's four league cup games in September, wow. sent potentially for somebody. So that's it's rad, isn't it? Certainly is. Um, it's good. It's like, like in Scotland where they play the final by about like Halloween. Yeah, yeah. June. Shall we all go out with a prediction like the good old days, saying that we've acknowledged this was seven season. We always always go out with a prediction, didn't we? On the we don't really do preview shows as much, do we? So yes, we do. Well, oh, you ju- yeah. you just don't pre- do preview shows I, anymore, we, Stephen. We, me and Gareth, we. <laughs> um, <laughs> what a way of revealing you don't listen to the Thursday pods. <laughs> no, I do, but you don't go out with score predictions. That's how much I do listen to it. I don't know. So let's let come on. Let's let's go out with a good old fashioned score prediction. 
Um, 5-0 to Sunderland and George Honeyman having another right, sad time right. at the Stadium listen, of Light. Listen, yeah. listen, Rory, this isn't the From the Terraces podcast, right? <laughs> I want serious predictions. From You've talked this into whole being I'm, terrible, I'm, that's I'm why. Gonna give you, I'm going to give you a chance to um, recollect your thoughts and I'm going to go to <laughs> the others too and then I'll come back to you, okay? Um, right, Mickey, give us a score prediction. 3-1 the lads. 3-1, Gareth. I'm going to say 2-0 to Sunderland. 2-0. Um, that's what I'm going to go for as well, Rory. Four nil to Sunderland, and I'm <laughs> oh, sticking right, with I'm sticking right, with George Honeyman having another sad time at the stadium. I like you've torn it down a bit. A red card. Imagine like I'm sick, yeah, yeah, give, like Rory. last 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 man oh. bring George Honeyman bringing someone down the second minute and getting a red card or something. Oh no, well, I'd, I'd be sad well, if that happened. That, we'll that would Honeyman. be heartbreaking. Right. Okay. Um... We did ask people what they wanted to ask us on Twitter and we didn't get rid of that, so apologies uh, sorry. for that. We'll try yeah. and polish it up. We'll try and polish it up for the next time. We've just been bringing you nonsense over the summer, of course, and having a laugh, um, which has been good. And we're back to it now and we're back on it and we're here for our seventh consecutive season. Thanks for having us and thanks for listening. Yeah.